always thought, oh, you know, when you have a baby, you'll be running around asking you and have time to eat. And it's the opposite. Yeah. You eat crap because you just eat for convenience. Yeah. And then when I might leave, the year that I had off, we spent going to lots of different coffee shops and going to play centres. And, you know, it's just all beige, convenient food, isn't it? So for me, I piled the weight on a lot. I, 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 was, I was actually heavier after I had the baby from gaining the weight. And then, so I, I had her in September 21. And it wasn't until this year, January 23, that I actually walked back through the doors again and redrained. But I think I just I just got to a point where I was like, you know, when you're uncomfortable, like you're moving in bed and you're like, it's just, everything's just in the way, nothing fits. I sold all of my old smaller clothes on Vinted because everyone was doing the Vinted thing. And then I had no clothes left. And I was like, right, we're going to change this. So yeah, I just went back and I, I just, more for like for me, to be honest, like I could say to you, oh yeah, for me daughter, if I think she is part of it, but more it's for me. I want to share something with you. I've gifted you with a free hypnotic download. If you're really struggling to reconnect to that motivation that you once had, I want to share with you how you can bring those emotions back with you into the present time, using that power of hypnosis. And what this is going to do for you, it's going to really like that excited time that confidence that drive to shed those pounds just click on the link in the show notes take a listen if your weight loss has plateaued this is something that's going to really help you enjoy and take care welcome back you're listening to claire you know having had that bit of a break and i'm now re-recording new episodes it still does feel a little bit scary i'm not i'm not going to lie I don't think there's ever a time that I start recording these episodes that I'm really conscious of not not rambling, not not going off a tangent, and making sure that the content is is relatable and, and making sure that the guests that I've got on are, are basically people that are going to resonate with with my audience. So I'd love your feedback. I really, really would. Uh, but yeah, it still still sometimes feels a little bit scary. But I'm also in that I guess frame of mind where I think you know what at this point a hundred plus episodes in if people don't like what they're hearing they can they can tune out can't they they can listen to the other gajillion podcasts out there but I'm so glad that you've not tuned out I'm so glad that you've you've come back to listen to more and this week's guest is lovely um she's a beautiful human being both inside and out go and check her out on Instagram you'll find the the link to her Instagram within the show notes and Danielle had lost weight um and then she'd had a child and then we talk about the journey of of how weight loss was um and then connecting to that that confidence in her body as as a young mum. Um so I think what was really important when I did the the little clip at the beginning of the podcast was where Danielle said that she was actually doing this for herself. And I think as a mum, I can really relate to that, that that need to have to explain that you, you're wanting to do it for yourself. Because we can often feel a little bit of a guilt setting in as a mum whenever we we try to to take that that time back and I think this has a lot to do with our own identity and, and feeling comfortable in our body feeling comfortable in our skin and there is no guilt associated with taking that time because if we can feel good if we can feel confident in ourselves if we can show up in front of our children as, as feeling confident feeling that we've got everything all together and that's that's going to benefit um, that that child as a parent, so there's you know it's a no brainer really, isn't it, to, to take back that time, put ourselves forward, and not to feel any guilt around that. Although we sometimes do. So if you're a mum and you're listening, you think you know what, I really do want to go back to group. I really do want to go back to the gym or run whatever that thing is. Then just do it. You know, no one's ever going to be there to give you that permission slip. 
You've got to give yourself that permission. So here's introducing Danielle to her episode of Similar Stories Around the World. Enjoy. I'm so, so pleased, so pleased to be introducing Danielle to today's episode. Welcome, Danielle. Hello. And I know that this is very new for you. So, and I love that. I love that I'm getting guests on. I've never done this kind of thing before. And just like, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're safe. You're, you're in a safe space and um, just relax. And I, I was just saying to Danielle before, before we started recording, I'm, I'm just in total admiration of her, of her dressing room. Just look at all those, all those nail varnishes in the background there. You've impressed me already. So, Danielle, um, in terms of your weight loss journey, I, I found you on Instagram and I was looking at your account. And not only have you had this amazing weight loss and you look fantastic, that food that you're eating look, looks wonderful too. So before we get into all of that, before we get into all of that, I just want to ask you what first brought you through those doors of a, of a weight loss group? What happened in your life for you to think, actually, I need to start looking after myself, looking after my body and, and eating better? What was, the, what was the drive? Well, not going to lie, it's probably a men's double figures of rejoining since my first time in 2012. I remember the first time I was on holiday and we had those professional pictures taken, you know, by the, the photographers that go on the beach and say, oh, I'm going to pictures of you. And we're like, yeah, yeah, it's on our own, I'm in public. And we got the disc home and that was the first time we seen them. And I was just like, oh my God, I need to change this. This this can't ca- carry on. So that was, I remember that being the first time that I, that I joined someone Wales. But I think like many people, it's one of them. You, you lose the weight, you gain the weight and you go back and you go back. This time around, I don't know what it is. I've been a lot more focused, but I just, I, I had a baby in 2021 and just used it as an excuse probably to just say, well, I've put weight on by the baby. And I I just kind of, I always thought, well, you know, when you have a baby, you'll be running around asking them, you don't have time to eat. And it's the opposite. Yeah. You eat that because you just eat for convenience. Yeah. And a lot of my leave the year that I had off was spent going to lots of different coffee shops and going to play centres and you know, it's just all beige convenient food, isn't it? So for me, I piled the weight on a lot. I, I, I was I was actually heavier after I had the baby from gaining the weight. And then so I, I had her in September 21. And it wasn't until this year, January 23, that I actually walked back through the doors again and rejoined. But I think I just I just got to a point where I was like, you know, when you're uncomfortable, like you're moving in bed and you're like, it's just everything's just in the way. Nothing fits. I sold all of my old smaller clothes on Vinted. Everyone was doing the Vinted thing. And then I had no clothes left. And I was like, right, we're going to change this. So, yeah, I just went back. And I I just, more for like for me, to be honest, I could say to you, oh, yeah, for my daughter, if I she is part of it, but more it's for me. It's mm. it's how I feel about myself when I look in the mirror and I just didn't like what I seen. Um, so, yeah, I just rejoined. And I, I ended up on this big, massive wave where I didn't gain. I, I didn't have a gain for like four months. And I just... It became like a little bit of competition with myself to see like, oh, let's just see how long I can keep this going for. Yeah. And then before an hour, I'm three stone, one down in 28 weeks. So, yeah. That is that is absolutely amazing. Really, truly amazing to have lost that. And, you know, everyone wants, you know, every, every woman that has a, has a child, there are so many, I guess, points in the within that process that they think, actually, I'm going to start to lose weight. I think when you, when you have a baby and you're looking to lose weight again, it's that it's that connecting to your identity and I think you know children can be all, all consuming especially young babies and, mm-hmm. and that time is is that pull 
So how did you find it from being on plan and, and losing weight and being healthy before having a child to, to now being on plan and having a child? And I know that you said that you it was that convenience, that that reaching for food. Have you found a way to kind of fit that that process of being you know planning and and being organized back to how you were prior to, to having your baby yeah I mean obviously it's not the same because she's two next month and she's clinging to me all the time so if, if I'm home on my own like my partner's away it's impossible like I can't cope with her there but I just I'm back in work now full time and she's somewhere else throughout the day so Daytime is fine, breakfast, lunch, no problem. I can, you know, make it work. I work from home as well, so it's very easy. Um, but evenings, it depends on mood she's in. Sometimes I have to wake up to go to bed, which yeah. could mean eating at eight, eight o'clock at night. You know, it's and then sometimes you go past it and you think, I can't be bothered just cooking for one now. And I do, I do just go, well, it's like one of those lights where I don't have anything. But if I if I do if I do find myself cooking, I need either my partner to be home to be occupied there, or he's in bed basically yeah. yeah I remember that time I remember getting a stair gate across my whole width of my kitchen because at the time I was a single parent so I got a, a you know the, the ones that you get round in a pen and I oh, opened yeah. it up and I put it across the whole of my kitchen yeah. so I was that paranoid of, of you know in, in case Oliver got to the, the cooker and I, I totally understand that that when you're mm. on your own it's like how do I get the time how, how can I cook so have you found any of the the convenience meals um, helpful for you have, have you found looking at those things that are available that you can you can just cook rather than like you say not bother because you've gone past that point of eating yeah I mean I'm always like scanning stuff you know seeing what's what on the app and you know if, is this good for me as a thought I think I've got I've got a few things that I do fall back on that I know are, are quite good and they're not you know they're not the, the greatest of things but it's like low calorie ready meals I just they tend to be quite okay and if it's one of those nights maybe my partner we partner works in Wales so Sometimes it is like just cooking for one all the time and it's a bit, can't be bothered just cooking a full meal just for me. I will sort of fall back on those sometimes, but I love to cook. It is it is like a little passion that I've got and I find that I get quite creative in the kitchen when I've got the time to, to do that. So I, I do home cook more than I don't, definitely. Yeah. And it's it's nice to eat those, those foods, that, you know, fresh foods. I'm, I'm not a, a massive um I don't really get into the the convenience fears. I know that you can go to Iceland and, and stock up, but for me, often with the the convenience fears, I'll I'll try one. I'll I'll like it, but I'll try. I could try five more, and it'll taste disgusting. Um, but I think cooking from fresh and and having that balance and understanding how you can get something really really quick. I think for me, things like dry fryers are really really quick, really really easy to use. Do you use things like that within your cooking, or is it tend to you tend to do things in the oven and on the hob, or you find other like little tweaks? to help you just to get that taste as well as things that are quick yeah I mean we have we have got all the gadgets going in the kitchen yeah. like investing in a ninja with the air fryers they're just amazing I don't really put the oven on that much actually I've come to think of it now that you've said it now I don't put the oven on that much anymore um what I've been doing is a lot of the gusto um recipes you know like oh, I have right. fresh but the gusto version we've tried them all but I just prefer that one and what I'll do is I'll, I'll sit on the, the website and I'll look at what the menu is for that week. Now, I can kind of, I've been doing some Wales since 2012. I sort of know just from reading the recipe, that's going to be low sin or whatever. So I kind of figure out, yeah, that'd be, you know, okay or convenient for me. And then when you get the cards, the actual recipe cards with all the ingredients on the back, you've got the methods. 
it'll say like use a drizzle of oil i'll swap that out for twilight or if it says like use a knob of butter i'll go okay well i'll use a tablespoon of uh, layer pack light light which i know is only four sins and i just sort of adjust the recipe to me and then i make it as smell friendly as i possibly can that's that's what i've been doing since probably around march so that's that's four of our dinners a week that i'm yeah. doing that for um but yeah come to think of it the oven doesn't really go on unless the recipe says says to i like a one pot thing like if i'm cooking something just be not not a gusted recipe i'm more of like a one pot girl yeah. like just really quick pasta you know just everyone loves pasta brilliant do you, so do you do that in like the slow cook then with the pasta no i just got a pan like you know you boil your pasta up and you you cook whatever filling you're gonna you know the, the mixture the sauce then we're all together give it a mix it's done in like yeah. 20 minutes yeah definitely nothing like convenience i think one of the things i do like to cook and have the quickness is, is bolognese because I, I don't mind eating that from frozen but i cook in yeah. meats i like to I prefer to have those cook fresh so it's wonderful that you know you've, you've found slimming world and, and this has really helped you for anybody that's listened to this podcast that's not a world aware of slimming world if you listen in america or overseas um it's very similar to weight watchers it's all around um it is a calorie-based diet you know, it's all calorie control, but the, the foods that you're eating, it's all it's all guided for you, so you don't have to think too much. You, you just go in terms of your free foods, don't you? You have your, your A's and your B's, and, and it's great that you've had this weight loss. So going back to um, growing up around that food, is that where your passion started for food and, and cooking those those lovely foods? How how was your life when you was younger around food? Just tell me a bit about that. So my so my dad is Maltese. He's he's from Malta. He's been living here since he was sixteen, so he's been here a long time. But like their background, you know, it's very close to Italy. It's you know they love to cook. I've got that probably a little bit from that side. Yeah. Um, my dad was actually the cook in the cook in the house. Like he was the one that would cook all the lovely meals and things. But they 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 also like a lot of like you know what's in the freezer and you know fish and chips and in, in the oven. But I was never really like that. I always preferred to like cook something and have a bit more something a bit more creative. So a lot of the time when I was still living at home, I would go and make a mess in the kitchen and cook something. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I remember my mum and dad always saying, just make sure you clean up after yourself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I will. But I sort of like developed a passion, you know, cooking for myself in that way. And then I went off to uni for, I lived on halls for two years. And obviously living away, living independently, you've got to cook as well. I used to do all, all kinds when I lived away as well. I've had loads of jobs where I've been like a waitress in a, in a restaurant. So I'm around food all the time. You know, I used to look at the chefs and see what they were cooking. One of them was like a fast restaurant. And I still remember the dish now. It was a gorgeous like chicken with potatoes and sweet chili sauce and like red wine, like you flour made it. And I remember saying to the chef, oh, can you teach me how to make that? And I, I, I absolutely loved it. I used to make it all the time at home. Um, so as I know, really, just over time, I just sort of loved, loved to cook. My Maltese nan. She was all in the kitchen. You'd walk into her house, and the house would just smell of garlic. And even if you didn't, even if you didn't, she didn't know that we were coming the day. She always had something going on—a curry, bolognese, all these lovely Maltese dishes. Like there was always something cooking. And I think, yeah, when I think about it, maybe I got the passion from from her on that side. But yeah, I just love it. I I love getting a recipe, and I never follow it. I'll tweak it and make it my own. Yeah, put version. your own, put your own stamp on it. And so, when you was uh, living at home and your dad was there cooking, was it a big family event that that meal? Did you all get around the table at, at family time, or was it still grab and go? It's just that he was the one cooking. 
Um, yeah, no, it was just sort of like us as a four. There was my mum, dad, my sister and me. But yeah, he'd, he'd make it for all of us and it would be a nice Maltese traditional dish. Yeah, he has to us quite a good call. Brilliant. What was his favourite dish then? Tell me about that. And have, have you been able to take that dish and, and put your own stamp on it so that you can eat it now, now having lost weight? Yeah, oh, some of the dishes that they cook is, is you know, fat-free anyway, virtually. So um, the dish that comes to mind is something called pastel fawn, which is basically potatoes with pork chops. And it couldn't, it's so simple. It's just you put the pork chops in raw into an oven dish. Mm. You put a little garlic in, sliced carrots, peas, um, onions, and then you top it with a load of sliced peeled potatoes. All right. Just pepper, throw it in the oven with tin foil on. And in, a, I think, I don't know, an hour or two, it's ready. But that actually is a very good meal to have on the diet plan that I follow. And it's relatively low calorie as well. Sounds amazing. I, 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 would, I would absolutely be in my element there. <laughs> With your dad, I think you need to get him on the, yeah, get him on Insta, get him doing some, uh, getting some lives and, and teaching us all how to cook. So having that influence from a young age, obviously that, that's sort of your passion. And, and that was your dad there in the home cooking and, and showing you as well how easy it is to, I guess, cook those, those healthy meals. And, and your nan, what did your nan teach you about cooking? What what passion did you um, gauge from your nan about those dishes? Because it sounds amazing being able to walk in and have, having all that aroma, that garlic. Yeah. It sounds just amazing. Oh, I said, you know what, with me nan, I don't think she followed the same recipe twice. It was always like, what's in the cupboard? Throw a bit of this in, oh, let's put a bit of that in. And it always tasted a little bit different, but... I don't know. She was just amazing. Like she, she's she's still around, but she's she doesn't really cook anymore. She's in a home and things. So, yeah, it's a, we've kind of lost that side of it now. But I still remember, you know, everything that she used to make. And I I, think I need to find out actually what her recipe is because they're like they're like you know go to things spag spag ball spag yeah. But the way she made it is not traditional in any way. It's like an Italian recipe. It's just her own little quirk on it and. Yeah, she just she she just had grab and put in the pan kind of person. She's but always tastes Brilliant. really good. That's fantastic. I think there's nothing better than to get in the kitchen and and do that. I mean, I, I've done that, and it's not always as well. Yeah. My husband, um, I always remember when the kids were little. Um, my husband decided to make some oats, like some some cookies for the the kids, and and they actually forgot to put the oats in into this cookie mixture, and it turned out to be like a brand, like a brandy snap. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell is that? I didn't even put the oats in it. But no, getting in and just having like experimentation and feeling like you can do that and on, on a on a weight loss planet is, is wonderful too. So when you was growing up, being surrounded by all those wonderful foods, did you feel that you had a healthy relationship with food, around food when you was when you was younger? Probably not, to be honest, no. No. But then when you're young, you've got a better metabolism, I think, and you can get away with it. Um I wouldn't say that I ate healthy as a child, mm. really. I don't remember ever having salads for tea and things like that. It was always, you know, whatever you whatever you fancied you had. And I think at some point, probably around high school, I think I caught up with me. I think I noticed sort of midway through high school that I wasn't as slim as I used to be. And I start, that's when I really started thinking about losing weight. And I remember joining the gym. I, in, in school, I used to do PE and then I chose PE as a GCSE subject as well. And I was going to the gym and I think, I remember thinking about weight loss around that time when I was in like year 10 maybe. Yeah. So, and then I think I've always really struggled with my weight since that yeah. point. And when you say that you've, you, you noticed you, you wasn't as slim, so was that your, your plan at that time that, okay, I'm not as slim, let's, let's, let's treat that with exercise. Was that your, your plan as that, obviously in that, in that 
that young yeah. person years is that was that your idea to that then lose that weight or to change your body image to to obviously get into that, that exercise yeah I, I didn't I don't think I knew which direction to go in to be honest but you, as a young child you think oh well you know you learn that exercise you know helps you to maintain a good weight loss or you know maintain a healthy body weight and I think I just like went in that direction of okay well we'll do all this exercise and you know we'll and then I remember thinking oh well, I'm not going to eat any carbs because carbs are really bad and that, I, I didn't know anything about the diet or what to follow I didn't know what to do I was just doing what I thought was right yeah but yeah it's hard isn't it when you're, when you're young and you don't know yeah, it's when you've not got that guidance. I do like that, obviously, like Weight Watchers and Simming World, that they've got that um, junior plan that they can go. I, I first went to Weight Watchers, I believe, when I was 14 years old. Um, I went to Weight Watchers when I was 14. I remember the, the PE teacher taking me to one side and saying, you know, it's looked really well, it's really healthy. And then about two months later, they, they was taken to one side and say, is everything okay, Claire? Because of that that change, because I was, I've always been um, bigger um, at school. But you do notice it, don't you? You do, you, and you do compare. Um, you do. But it's not that I don't think you necessarily compare, but, but you, you're more aware, aren't you? When, especially those times that you go out with your friends. I don't know if what you was like when you was at school, but we used to meet up, go downtown, go go shopping, and then you you are you are more aware. So from that point, the you decided to, to take the exercise, which is wonderful, absolutely wonderful for you. Did you, well, do you think looking back that you actually needed that at that time or was it that you was just that bit different? Do you think that some sort of intervention like a junior planner, Simming World or Weight Watchers would have been the best best plan for you at that time? Because I know that a lot of people might be listening to this thinking, well, yeah, you might, you might be a little bit um, curvier than the other girls, but would you have necessarily needed to lose weight and, and actually getting the exercise and, and having that? that mindset at that young age which is a really positive thing to do but looking back now do you do you feel that maybe if you would have had, had well if the opportunity for you had come about to go similar at that point do you think that would have been helpful for you yeah I mean I think if it was more well known it's it's a good thing to know about I don't think I was at the stage where oh my god Danielle's put on a lot of weight she needs to lose it it was just more me noticing a change and you know at the, at at the same time, you know, your body's changing because you're going through a hormone change and it could have just been, you know, due to that. And I, I just felt like I looked a lot different than what I should have. But it wasn't at the stage where I thought, oh, this is like, you know, a big drastic change. It was just a little, I look a bit different now. Yeah. But in all honesty, though, like truthfully, even today, I, I don't like, I don't like exercising, if I'm honest. I don't enjoy going to the gym. I always find that like when I, Right, we're going to join the gym and we're going to go and do all this cardio and lift all these weights and I'm, I'm in swift like maybe a week or so and then I get very bored very easily and for me exercise is isn't my go-to right now like it's not something that I feel that I can really commit to yeah I've, I've lost the weight that I've lost you so just diet and to be honest and I, I do want to incorporate some some you know not 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 like nothing too heavy just something that would keep it like maintained but I, I don't know I just for me I'm not one to be going right we're in the gym for two hours and I'm going to do this 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 on the weights and I'm going to do all this cardio uh, it bores me to death I'm honest it, it's not for me no there are so many things that you can do with with your kids without having to go to the gym you know going to the park going for a walk going for mm -hmm. a cycle whatever that thing is and you know don't you having studied it that you don't need to to go to the gym to get that and I think a lot of people do do yeah. go that way and we see a lot of it on on social media but it doesn't mean to say that you need that 
um, to be healthy but it sounds wonderful um what you're doing and and yeah having that gain and and going back and then just getting that that weight loss off again and having done that within was it 28 weeks that you've lost three stone yeah when I look back to today yeah. I've got my book here I had a little look and I think I got to three stone in 28 weeks and then I've, I'll be honest here I was losing sort of around on average I, I was losing seven pounds a month minimum from January yeah. lost it in February March and April I was losing at least seven pounds a month and then summer hit and I've sort of I've not gained any weight, but June, I literally broke even down to the pounds. I, I did lose, and then I had a little gain, and I just broke even by the end of June. And then in July, I lost, I was on, I was on track for a £7 loss in July, and then the last week, I just had my birthday coming up, and it, I just I had a little gain, and in the end, I lost three and a half. Um, and then this month has been a bit slow. I've had a couple of £1 losses, so... Over summer, I think it's clear that, you know, when I'm busy and I've got a lot of social plans on, it it does get a bit harder. But I try not to be too hard on myself because I've lost. If someone said to me in January, you know, you're on holiday, you're on holiday next week. Do you want to lose three soon for your holiday? I would have bit their hands off and gone, absolutely. So I'm trying to remember, like, you know, you've come all this way and this is still really good. Absolutely. And I think especially when, you know, you're on social media and things, and you have that gain and then, and then people can see that and you're having to talk about it and, and almost like, like justify it and all of those things. You've, you've not, you've not, you've not taken any of that on board. You've just got back on. Um, you, the weight, the weight's come off and, and it, it's wonderful. And it's wonderful to see that you've had that, you've had that push through of thinking, actually, I'm just going to get on. I'm just going to continue to lose that weight. So in those months, like you said, when you, when you felt that your weight loss has stuck, what happens in terms of your mindset? What happens for you to think actually it's sticking I know it's sticking I know I'm actually eating quite healthy I'm, I'm doing the things I need to do what happens for you to to push through that that moment where you feel that you, you've done that work because I think what what can happen is it's a bit like being at school isn't it it's like okay I've done the work I've got the ticks but yeah. I'm not I'm not getting that gold star what is it for you that, that pushes through that point to just keep going it, it is a mental battle every day. Weight loss is on my mind throughout the day, every single day. And I am driven by the number on a scale. And I know I, know I shouldn't be. It should be about, about how you feel. Um, I've got, I feel like this time around, it's just so different. I, I've never been this focused before. Yeah, I've slowed down over summer, but I haven't stopped. I've still, you know, carried on going. And even though it's a small loss over summer, it's still a loss. And I think this time I just really, really, really want to get to target, which I still don't know what, what that will be. I'm kind of judging it on how I feel, how I feel in my clothes, how I feel in my body, how I feel in my mind as well. Like, do I yeah. feel like I've got to that point where I'm like, okay, this is enough now. So everyone has said to me, don't be going too far. Because sometimes you get a bit carried away and you think, oh, I'll do another half stone or I'll just see. But um, it is hard. It's I don't. I, I think even when I get to target, I'll still be thinking about weight loss because it's a, such a big part of my life, and you know who I've become over the last ten years or so. Um, Instagram helps me a lot. You know, people message me on Instagram. There was a lovely lady last week who said, um, "Thank you for like keeping it real because I posted about, you know, my birthday's been and I'm going on holiday. I'm just trying to maintain this three stone loss at the minute. I'm not trying to." You know, if I lose any more weight, great, mm. but I put things on. And if, I, if that means that I just maintain the three stone until I go away, which is next Friday, as soon as I get back, I'll get right back on it. And I think I was just honest and just put it out there because I think people, 
were seeing me lose, 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 and were just expecting me to carry on doing that. And then when I didn't get a loss one week, I'd be like, oh my God, I've got to tell all these people now that I didn't lose weight. And no one cares. I'm the only one who cares then. No. You know, in the whole 33 weeks I've been, or 34 weeks I've been doing it now, I've had three gains, which have only been like, you know, a pound and a half at most. It's not even a, a big gain. But like, no one cares about that. It's me that cares about that. It is. And it's lovely that you're on Instagram being real. I absolutely love that. And that's what people will love. They like that that imperfection. They like to see that people have got those same struggles they're they're having and those ups, those downs, that's what people are drawn to. Because if you put everything on Instagram or if you only ever show up on Instagram when when life is going the way that you want it, um, then people can't relate to that because nobody's life is like that. You know, mm-hmm. and there are accounts like that that are very, you know, they, they only post the good good things, but life isn't like that. It's not real. Um, but the fact that you've got a great following is simply because people can see that, they can can relate to that. And it's wonderful that you you feel confident enough to be able to post that. Um, because also to recognize that, you know, that three stone weight loss is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And sometimes we can go, we can go on that weight loss journey. And it's all about losing that that next half pound, that next pound, the two pound, what you know, reaching towards that target, which is wonderful. However, we 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 mustn't lose sight of of how far we've come, you know, that loss. And when yeah. you are on a weight loss journey, like you said, it, it can be it can feel that overwhelmed that that's that thing that we're always thinking about. It's always on our mind. And and if we lose sight of where we've come, um, then we're not gonna ever be contented. And I think being in that moment, um, focus on how we're feeling and, and recognising and being grateful for, for what we've actually done so far and recognising that and, and being kind to ourselves as, as well. Because if we're never connected to that moment and actually thinking, you know what, I'm in this size clothes and I'm, I'm feeling comfortable, like you said, in bed, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable now in bed, then when are we at actually at that moment that we can actually be happy? And, and we have to mo- move away from that, that, I guess that, that number on the scales is something to validate us and it's not there to validate us. You know, you, you've got this wonderful family and you've got this wonderful, you've got this wonderful room that you can go in and, and pamper yourself in. There are so many things that we can focus on other than that number on the scales. But I totally understand this because when you go to a weight loss group, it, it is about the, the loss and it is about the numbers. And you'll get obviously that off stone award for losing off stone and then um, it'll be okay at, I don't know how your consultant works, but I know often they'll be okay. So um, if you've not, if you've not had a loss this week, do you know why? Well, it might be that actually you, you've retained water. I think over the years, I have had some quite judgmental consultants. You know, you really dread going to the YM because you know you'd have them, even if, you, if, it, even if it's down to you having a bad week, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get grills. Well, why? What's happened? You know, you know you're on his way. Why haven't you lost weight this week? And it makes you not want to go. But this consultant that I've got, there's no judgment at all. Like, even if you go in and you say, look, I've had a week from hell. I bet this, this, this. She can actually talk about it. In the past, I've had somewhere you can't even mention the words cake. She'll just cut you off straight away. Nope, we don't talk about that here. And it's like, okay. Well, ours is completely ridiculous. That is just ridiculous. I'm yeah. thinking about Marjorie Dawes and when you're talking about that, that cake. <laughs> no, you, I can't mention the word cake. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I've had some like that in the past. But, um. No, this one's great. I literally would never, ever dread going to get weighed, you know, even if it's down to you, you know, you, you've had a bad week or, you know, it could be you've genuinely had a reason why you've gained. Like, you know, women have a lot of fluctuations in their body weight every single week. I know I weigh nearly daily. I know my body weight can be up and down like this. 
Um, so yeah, I agree. I think it should be either, you know, maybe not even weekly. Maybe it should be monthly. I don't know. Just yeah. not every single set Do you think that if you were to weigh monthly, that would that would help with that that obsession of that that number on the scales? And you mentioned there that you you weigh in there daily. Why do you why are you weighing daily when you have that that weekly weigh in? What what has made you feel that you need to do that? I think for me, what it is is I if I know I'm on it 100 percent and I'm at, I've had a really good day and I've you know counted all my sins and I've had you know the best on plan day I could possibly have. For me, I want to see that rewarded on the scales the next day, even if it's just gone down by a course of a pound, it's like it's in the right direction and it's working. But then equally, if it doesn't go down, and I'm, I get really annoyed and frustrated, like why hasn't it down? Why hasn't that number changed? It is a it is a daily daily battle that I'm sure a lot of people, women and men, feel every day. They're trying to lose weight. Absolutely, but, but I, I hear what you're saying about seeing that on the scale. But in terms of water weight, and I, I, I went on a plan at the local gym, and they was talking about water weight and, and about weight loss, and not focusing so much on on the scale. But my understanding is, and I'm not, and I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before. I'm not, you know, I'm not certified in, in nutrition. But my understanding is that you have to eat in excess around three and a half thousand calories a day to gain a pound. So, for example, if you weigh on the Monday and you're, I don't know, ten stone, and then the day after you've put a pound on but you know that you've not eaten excess of that then that is water weight it might be that you wear on the monday you're 10 stone and you wear on the tuesday and you're 10 stone too have you eaten an excess of seven thousand calories no so so weighing every day when people um, tend to follow plans not like weight watchers and not like simming world um when they're looking to lose weight what they'll do is actually they'll they'll add up the the weight um, over a seven day period or a 12 day period and then they'll divide that by the number of the days that they've been on plan to get their average weight because okay. your, your weight will go up and down just through water that's why for example if your weigh day is a Saturday and on a Friday you eat a really healthy meal but maybe Thursday and Friday you've had um, pasta dishes pasta mm-hmm. will retain water it's not that carbohydrates fattening and it's not that you've not been on plan you could have had like I'm going to talk slimmer world dingo. So it could be that you've you've had no sins, but you've had a lot. You've had like a jacket potato for lunch, and you've had a a big bowl of free um, spit of bolognese. You've had lots of pasta. When you yeah. weigh on the Saturday, that that pasta will retain that that water in your body, and then you might not have had as big a weight loss as if you've had a, a free, um, really good free day on Thursday and Friday, but not eating that that big bulky pasta because mm-hmm. that will weigh. So it's a funny thing when it comes to looking at that number on the scales yeah. and then interpreting that into your success on the scales because weight loss success and that number on the scale don't always um, mm-hmm. equal the, the truth of what's actually happened and if if you're having that that big pasta meal before weigh, weigh day then you're going to weigh different as if you had um, a salad with high protein because yeah. it's, it's, you're not going to hold as much water but you're mm-hmm. right, looking at that number on the scales, I, I think that for me was quite an enlightening moment when I actually understood. Because before that point, I was going to Slimming World like yourself and I was looking at that, focusing that number on the scales and then getting frustrated and, and also not wanting to go into detail about why I think I've put two pounds on when deep down I know I've not, I've not been, been bad as such. I've, I've stuck to plan. Um, yeah. 
So, so yeah, we, we can really fixate on that number and it can really get in our heads. So mm-hmm. when you've been a group, and like you said, you've had consultants that have not been very nice and they've grilled you about a pound, a pound weight gain, that, that must have been a really difficult conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the time when I was with that group, that was what I thought was normal for that that weight loss program. This is just this is just what happens. You get grilled if you don't even maintain. Oh, so you haven't lost weight this week. You wouldn't get a clap from the from everyone in the room. Why is that then? And then you've got to sit and explain and justify. But um, I think a lot of people like would 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 admit they have like rituals. Like so, if I used to get weighs on a, on an evening, um, because it suited me around work. And I found myself really falling into some bad habits where I would not eat. Like I'd have my breakfast in the morning and then I'd be like, oh God, I've got weigh-in tonight. Can't eat, can't eat lunch. This is like going back years. I just, and then, then you're in that cycle then of, of a really, really bad habit that's not healthy for you at all because you're so terrified of gaining weight. And it's not weight. It's, you know, it's food that isn't digested. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And even like the night before weigh-in, like now, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to go and eat a big great bowl of pasta before I and I wouldn't do that. But I am, I am conscious of what I eat in a day, and you know, I try and eat at a normal time. I wouldn't want to be eating my tea at like ten o'clock at night and having a big massive bowl of pasta when I put weighing in the morning really early. I, you know, I, I don't do that, and I think a lot of people would admit would admit they they agree they don't do, don't do it either. But yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Like how you get into these bad bad traits and bad bad, bad like mindset ways. Yeah, when you get to target, what I like about that, it's, well, it swings and roundabouts. When you get to target, you only have to weigh in once every eight weeks, and it's All up right. to you which which when you want to go. You can still go every week if you want to, which I think I would need. I think I need someone to to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. I know if I'm getting on those them scales on a Saturday morning, I I'm not gonna go crazy throughout the week and you know eat chocolate every day of the week and have all these like naughty off what we call off hand meals. It does keep me in check to a degree. Um, yeah, but then, it, you know, if I had a week where I was having a lot of things on or, you know, there was a bit of a social event or I had some fun Friday night, I could just go, right, well, that's fine. Well, tomorrow is just not a week, but I'm going to get weighed and that's fine. That's within my plan to do that. Yeah. So that, that's a freedom there, isn't it? And I think yeah. like, like what you said, that I, I don't know what that consultant was doing, but my, the consultant, when I go to Simon World, she's, she's amazing. She's lovely. She's really, really lovely. And she... she would not dream of doing that. In fact, she trains with a similar world consultant, so she'd probably go and have a word with that consultant that was, that was doing those things. But no, it's, it's all, um, again, it's that emphasis on that, that number on the scales. And I understand it because they're wanting to support people through that journey, aren't they? And I understand the scales. I understand that a, it's a good measure, but it's not, it's not the only measure. It's not the only measure. And I think for me, I, I think about um, feeling healthy how I was when I was um, size 14, size 12 rather than thinking of that number and I also know that if I'm working out more then then it might my weight might be higher but it's all about for me I think more more that dress size of, of knowing how I felt when when I was in those dress sizes and I, I hear a lot and I hear um, podcast guests explaining this that they, they lose the weight and then they look at the exercise as like an, an after because they don't want there's that belief that they're going to work out and build yeah. bulk up on muscle so they don't want to do that while they're losing the weight they want to see that number go down heaven forbid that you know they work out but often it's not it's not muscle that they're gaining it's that the body is, is changing and the body's uh, ripping or what you call it when you start to lift weights or when you start to do things different and it's then retaining water so it's yeah. actually water it's not mm. so, so yeah but it, 
yeah, there's a lot of emphasis around that number on the scale. Do you, do you feel that you could ever envisage a time in life when you're not obsessed about that that number on the scales? How, how would it feel for you if you could have that freedom of getting up in the morning, having your breakfast, enjoying that, just being in that moment without thinking that you need to get on those scales? Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I think not necessarily the need to weigh, but I think I'll always be conscious of the calories and food. And if I eat this, you know, this is going to mean I'm going to gain weight. And I I really don't know. Like, I, I think in the past when I've came off the plan, the weight's just crept back on every time. Yeah. And that's, that's probably me not managing my weight better. I don't know. I need, I need to find a happy a happy place. And I think this time I'm determined to get the target because there's different routes I can choose. And I don't need to stay on this plan. I can choose to just do calorie counting or, you know, whatever. But I don't think for me I'll ever be able to just not count something. Yeah. And and that's the, for you, that, mm. that scale is that measure. Like you said, you're using that because before in the past you, you, you've totally gone off plan. So, so that for you is your, your that's like your safe spot, isn't it? The, the yeah. scale. So if I can control this, then I'm going to feel this. I'm going to be this. I'm going to have that experience of being in the slim body. If you take that away, then you feel that that's that's that accountability. Is that yeah. right? That's that like accountability got, gone. And and it's working for you. I mean, look at you look you look wonderful. And I'm so glad that you've you've picked this back up again. Um, if anybody listening to this podcast would like to to follow you on Instagram, whereabouts can they find you? So on Instagram, my handle is sw underscore danielle underscore savage thank you it's been lovely to chat to you i'm so pleased that you agreed to be a guest on the podcast and and i think just just everything that you've spoken about that is really relatable especially those those habits that we, we've all you know we've all been guilty about getting into because we want to see that number on the scale don't we and and mm-hmm. sometimes we need to look at other other measures that, that are going to serve us and, and help us especially when when we're getting our heads on that on that number but i think just hearing your story today and and I'm picking what what you've done to move past those points and, and keeping that real too. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear your story. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and you take care. Thank you. Thank you. It was so lovely to hear Danielle talk about um, the story of when she was with a grandma and a grandma was cooking and, and watching her just rustle up these these meals all through that that recipe book in her in her mind and, and not sharing any of those any of those secrets absolutely wonderful and the fact that a dad used to take charge in in the kitchen is is great too i think the the best my dad ever did was double fried chips i think or something like that it wasn't a great cook but it was lovely to hear that that story and and this is what we're learning isn't it that often when we when we think about those times when we was growing up around food what was happening around those those times is often that that sense of being together that family time and when it comes to those struggles when it comes to those real deep-seated struggles it can often be because I don't really want to lose that feeling that association that we've got with that that being together and this is where hypnosis can help just to rewire that part of the mind that associates that we need that food to feel that sense of love because we don't need that it's just that we've got that association so I've left within the show notes a link to a free hypnotic download 
and how this hypnotic download will help you is basically connect you to a time that you felt really motivated when you was really excited to jump on those scales or, or try on those pair of jeans just to see how your week had been in terms of that success because you'd been on plan, you'd been motivated. So take a, take a look, just click on that link and try hypnosis. You know, I will be talking about hypnosis quite a lot, so you may as well try it and just give, give it a go and see how you feel and let me know the results. I'd, I'd love to hear back from you. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm really pleased that you're back here listening and downloading once again. Have a great week ahead and take care.